we don't have to haggle. We don't have to negotiate. We don't have to get three bids. We don't have to worry about price creep. We don't have to worry about all these things. It helps us find contractors because from the beginning, we can say, okay, where are you at on pricing? Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best flipping series ever. This is part three of the four-part series. The first part, if you haven't checked it out, you must go check it out. It aired on March the 1st, and it's all about finding the best flipping deals. Then last Sunday, March 8th, we... Oh, excuse me. I got those dates all mixed up. The first episode actually aired March 8th, and that was on how to find the best flipping deals. And then the next episode, last week's episode aired March 15th and that's on how to fund the deal. So how do you make, how do you get the money for the best flipping deals? And then today I'm happy and pleased and excited to talk to these best ever panelists on how to fix the best flipping deal. So we're going to talk about advanced strategies for how to fix these flipping deals so that you make the most money on your deal. So with that being said, before I introduce the best ever panelists again, a quick word from our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average Patch of Land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. All right, let's get right into it. First up, we've got Nasser El Arabi from Real Estate Duru. So, Nasser, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your flipping background? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, well, basically, I've been flipping houses since uh, 2007 when I, I bought my first house when I was 24. And um, I, that was in New Jersey. Been living in Charlotte, North Carolina for the past uh, seven years. And I've been doing some uh, flipping down here have a corporate uh, background and got fired from my job September 2012 and been doing it full time ever since. Justin Williams from HouseFlippinHQ.com and he's also got a a good sounding podcast you should check out. Thanks, Joe. So I've been uh, flipping and doing real estate for full time for eight years. During that time, we flipped close to 450 houses. Currently flipping about 100 houses or more per year. Uh, We've had a great last two, two and a half weeks, we put 21 houses under contract during that time, which is a record for us. So we're pretty excited about that and direction, the way things are going. So like you said, housefippinghq.com is our website, uh, House Flipping HQ podcast, my podcast, and 
so yeah, I've been doing a lot of coaching lately, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Mike Hambright from FlipNerd.com, and he's got an amazing podcast too. Mike? Thanks for having me back. So I am a real estate investor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, although I actually mentor and coach people all over the country. And uh, uh, my just myself, my wife and I, our, our team uh, here in Dallas, we've bought about 300 houses over the last about six years and uh, predominantly focused on fixing and flipping all along. I've done a number of uh, wholesale deals as well uh, and have a rental built up a rental portfolio. But um, uh, that's what we do. We, uh, we're opportunists. And Doug Cochran, who is from our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Hey, Joe. My name is Doug Cochran. I'm Senior Vice President of Acquisitions and Underwriting at Patch of Land. I've been in real estate for over 20 years as a, uh, originally started out as a flipper in the Boston area, uh, working with condos and uh, some small multifamily properties. I got into originating and did that for a number of years and then underwriting and project managing for a construction company doing some uh, some bigger projects, 24 units and 14 units and things like that. And am now here in sunny California at Patch of Land. Now, on the previous two episodes, I kind of did like, you know, in sequential order, but I'm just going to like a popcorn approach so that you all have to stay on your toes. So Justin, I'm going to ask you this question first. What's an advanced strategy for the best ever listeners that they should implement whenever we talk about fixing their flipping deal? So for me, people are always trying to figure out how in the world do you buy and sell houses, fix them up all over the country and not see them at all? How can you manage these? I can't even find a contractor in my own area. So I have several things I do, but one thing that most people don't do, a lot of people use a materials list, which basically says, okay, this is the color paint we use, this is the kind of carpet we use, this is the flooring we use. So you should definitely be using that. It has all the SKUs for everything that you might use at Home Depot. Cause, you know, there's no need to make this business complicated, right? Use the same stuff over and over, at least on the houses where it makes sense. But I like to use a price list. And that has really helped me streamline my business. And what that means is, for example, we used to pay a dollar per square foot for paint. It's up to like a dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty-five now. But if a house is fifteen hundred square feet, then that means we're going to pay fifteen hundred dollars to have that house painted, two-tone, you know, the the whole gamut. And that has really helped us negotiate with our contractors to where we don't have to haggle, we don't have to negotiate, we don't have to get three bids, we don't have to worry about price creep, we don't have to worry about all these things. It helps us find contractors because from the beginning we can say, okay, where are you at on pricing? This is where we're at. It helps my assistant really manage all the bids and know that we're about at the right place. So that's a huge, huge tip. Find out where you're at on per square foot for flooring, carpet, paint, whatever it might be. Have and have that um, list and and use that in your business. Is that state-specific, city-specific, region-specific? Well, what you want to do, what I started doing is after we did you know 60 houses in 2011, I was like, okay, we're doing all this haggling. This is ridiculous. But all at the end of the day, after all this back and forth, we're about paying the same price. I started to break it down. You start to recognize this is about what we're paying. This is about what they're charging. You know, to install laminate wood flooring. You know, we're paying close to two dollars and between two dollars and two dollars and fifty cents. You know, so we came up with okay, we now pay two dollars and thirty-five cents for including materials and um, laminate, right? So. It does vary from state to state. You know, as now um, I've been doing some stuff in the in the Texas area, 
yeah, we're a lot lower um, on on what we paid compa compared to California. So you want to get a feel for what it cost you in your area and then create your own price list. People always want my price list. And it's like, well, I can show it to you. But at the same time, like you need to kind of create your own based on, yeah, where you're located. How many items are on that price list? Um, it's always growing. It's, you know, we have about, uh, I'd have to like look at it. My assistant runs the whole thing. I would say 25, 20 to 25. I mean, it's really, it's like 10 big things and there's a bunch of small things. I mean, you have, you have like laminate wood flooring, you have tile, you have carpet, you have paint, you have fixtures, you have bathrooms, you have granite, but there's really only so much you can do to a house, right? So I would say 10 to 15 main things and then a few small little tiny side things. And last follow-up question, when you started sharing that with uh, the contractors, the vendors, if you don't share it with them prior, do you find that more often than not they're way above those costs? So if you didn't have that list, you might not have the same frame of reference to negotiate against them? The reason they're not above is because before we ever even meet with them, we'll kind of throw out a few examples. And we'll just, my assistant will call them and ask them, you know, what do you charge for paint? You know, let's say the house is 1,500 square feet. What would you charge us? We don't necessarily bust out this list and say, we use a price list. This is how it works. You know, we just use it to get a feel for where they should be make sure we're on the same page. And then, uh, yeah, we do use that more and more on the ones for the ones that we need to, if that makes sense. Nasser, advanced strategy for fixing those flips. An advanced strategy, uh, advanced strategy for us would be what we pretty much do is we pretty much, uh, uh, we pretty much use the same things for the flips, unless it's like, um, we, we go by the price points. So, for example, if we're in a higher uh, income neighborhood, we'll just do the higher income finishes and we have the uh, stuff that we use for that uh, as far as like picking out the finishes. And if we're in a, a lower, um, well, first time home buyer neighborhood, well, we have the finishes for that. So that way, the contractor we work with, they know what we want. They're not confused and everything just goes a lot smoother that way. So you basically buy in bulk based on two different types of categories of homes and finishes, one higher end, one medium to lower end, and you buy, you, you buy a lot, you get the bulk discount, and then you apply those types of finishes to each of those types of categories. That is correct, yes. Mike Hambright? Um, yeah, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to top these guys. Justin's got a machine going where he <laughs> in rehab without seeing. But you know, just a tip that I'll share... Because uh, I, I agree with both of these guys, it's important to have kind of standard, almost templates for the materials you use. Otherwise, you have to rethink it every time. You've got to do that. But one other tip that I'll share that's that's fairly recent, really in the last couple of years, is just to rely on technology. I mean, it's it's so much easier now to kind of be somewhere without necessarily being there. So, um, you know, the fact that we're talking right now and we're all over the country and on my podcast, I interview people all over the country and all over the world and can kind of see places without being there. We started to use some of that with, with contractors, take pictures and, you know, tell me what you completed this week or what's left. Um, Skype is a little buggy on an iPad, you know, if you're like out in the field, but there are some uh, FaceTime and some other things that you can use if you have a good signal to kind of, you know, there were times in the past where my contractor got stuck on something. I don't know what to do with this one little area or how to fix this issue. And not that I know how to fix it, but he just wanted somebody to make a decision. And I used to maybe have to drive across town to have a 15 minute conversation. And 
don't have to do that anymore. I mean, I haven't done that for a long time, but um, I did at one point. And so I think a lot of, especially newer real estate investors, um, get way too involved in having to kind of be on site and watch people when, you know, you can, if they know they're being watched even via pictures or send me a report every other day to tell me what you, where you've completed and how much time you have left and just kind of hold people accountable uh, with some simple technology tools or even email uh, and photos really kind of goes a long way. I've got a question based on a personal experience. And when my fourth house I bought in Dallas, I was actually, you know, Mike, you'll, you'll know this area, White Settlement in Fort Worth, in the Fort Worth area. And I, I ventured away from my model where the first three homes I got were you know, relatively ready to be moved in, but this fourth one wasn't. I live in New York City. This place is in Fort Worth, Texas. And I hired a contractor who is a, a great person, but the budget ran over. I'm in New York City, thousands of miles away. The time frame went way over. What could I have done from a technology standpoint? Because while it wasn't a flip, it's basically, you know, there are people working on the home. So I'm just going to throw it in the same category for this for this question. What type of technology or what could I have done differently to oversee things? Because I felt powerless being so far away. And that's the thing that if I were starting flipping would like, scare me. You know, if, if I'm flipping homes in another city, I can't physically be there to oversee this very manual process. Yeah, is that is that for me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, technology wise, I, you know, I don't know. I think um, I know that uh, there are a couple services out there these days that, uh, and I, I the name escapes me. Maybe maybe one of the other guys knows what it is, but you can hire a service to go basically check on a property, and it's like seventy five or hundred bucks. I mean, surprisingly um, cost effective. But maybe just find somebody in that market that can check up. And I I think part of it is to tell the contractor that I have somebody that's going to come check up on it, you know, every once in a while, just the, just that being planted in the back of their head would probably help. And, you know, I've, I've been blessed to have, uh, a great contractor and I only operate in one market. And, um, I mean, we've become good friends and he's just totally reliable. So I've been very fortunate in that regard, but I have had people in the past that I've used where we kind of had an agreement that if you, if, tell me how much time you need. And if you go past that, it's going to start to cost you every day. And I'm usually pretty generous with it. If they say I need 20 days, I'll say, look, I'm going to give you 30 days. Um, but if it goes 31, it's going to cost you $100 a day or something like that um, just to kind of make sure they have some skin in the game. And so just to put some of those things in place. But you know, truth is, it's until you have a relationship with somebody that you know you can trust pretty much implicitly, it's, it's difficult to totally control, you know, the things that could and could go wrong. And Doug Cochran from Patch of Land, an advanced strategy for the fix-in process, and perhaps even relate that, if this doesn't mess you up, because I'm sure you'd already had one, but perhaps even relate it to, you know, the funding process and what, you know, kind of taking that into account. Well, um, I think the the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that we always ask for is what's the exit strategy with any project that we're going to work with, and uh, a, a lot of that, that it, that's an important thing, and that and it really comes down to being organized, um, and uh, whether it's an advanced strategy or not, it, it really does make a difference. Uh, you know, Justin had talked about having a real itemized list with SKUs. It's it it's imperative to be that kind of uh, uh, meticulous in your detail. Um, 
you know, it, it, uh, it helps convey confidence in your, in your lender, uh, you know, that you, that you, uh, you know what you're doing. Uh, you have a clear exit strategy and that you know the market that you're going into, whether it's, uh, you're buying a place and it's going to be a luxury apartment, uh, luxury house, uh, or, you know, a modest house. Is it a, you know, is it going to be turned over into a rental? Um, the types of finishes and, and, uh, work that you put into it, whether it's a laminate floor, hardwood floor, whatever, uh, that goes into knowing your market, being organized, having a reliable team in place, whether you're a local guy and you're uh, like Mike and he's, he's you know, working his market and he's got a great relationship with his contractor, um, um, you know, or if you're working, you know, on a national level, it's important to really establish those kinds of relationships early, uh, set expectations from your contractors. Uh, you know, like Mike said, give them a time frame on things and it's going to cost them money if it's, if it runs over, uh, it's, it's keeping your team accountable and organized. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, I don't know if it's, if it's an advanced technique, but it's certainly, uh, you know, the foundation and the basics that, that, uh, you know, will help, uh, bring your team and your, your projects forward faster. And I've got one more follow-up question that, uh, I'd love for each of you to answer. And that's going to be, what is the, something that would surprise the best ever listeners about the fix-in process? But before I ask that, first, a very quick word from our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. Mike, let's answer that question if you can. What would surprise the best ever listeners about the fixin' process? You know, I would say, um, if you say surprise, I, I, cause the question's kind of uh, catering to newer investors. Oh, I'm surprised all the time with multifamily stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, one of the surprises that I would say probably a lot of new people. Um, uh, let, let me let me just give you a, some perspective. I I think I own a hammer, but I don't know where it's at. So um, I think a lot of people get hung up on you know doing the work or knowing how to do the work, and uh, I I don't I don't do any of the work. I don't know. I don't even do anything at my house, which. Uh, causes issues with my wife sometimes, but um, but literally, um, you know, I think if you're a real estate investor, your time is best spent finding more deals, or potentially enjoying your life more, or doing all the things you got into this business to do, not working your tail off to get through any one rehab or any one deal. So I think you really need to kind of get things structured to where you, you're focused on running the business or managing the team that's running the business, whatever it is, and you, you're not caught up in any one project because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's just a widget and you need to be kind of running the factory, if you will. So uh, I would encourage people to not get hung up on, you know, getting too far into the trenches if they can. And, and, if, and if, you, if you don't do that, then you don't really have a business because you can't take yourself out of it. 
I'm channeling my inner Justin Williams right now, and he's saying, me next, me next. That's a perfect segue into what I wholeheartedly believe he's gonna in. He's going to trump me, so don't let him go next. He's always talking about systems, and you just set him, set him up perfectly. So I'm going to go straight to Justin. Justin, what would you say would surprise the best ever listeners about this process? Yeah, actually, kind of going off what Mike said, I mean, I think the biggest surprise is it's not that hard. And maybe for me, it's not that hard because I'm like Mike. I don't even own a hammer. My wife owns any of the power tools at our house. And I mean, I wouldn't even know how to fix these houses up. So maybe that's why I don't go to that. I hear you, know, you or other people talking about they feel like they have to be there. I'm like, I wouldn't know what to do if I was there. So why in the world am I going to go, right? So just point being is this is a business. It's not a hobby. Work with people who know what they're doing. Find good general contractors who know how to do the work and Get out of the way. I mean, sure, you got to make sure your budgets are on. You got to make sure they're actually doing it. Get referrals. You want to, you don't want to be dumb about it. You want to be smart. You want to have someone double checking their work and stuff. But don't like, why would I have a better idea of telling the contractor what to do than, than them? They fixed hundreds of houses themselves. Let them do the work. Let them tell you what they think should be done and just make sure it makes sense and let them do it for you. So I was blown away, really. I thought, I would have to have all this experience and know how to fix houses, but you don't, and I still don't. Nasser from realestateduru.com, what would you say? I personally, I would have to say the surprises that once you you swear you got everything down packed and then the contractor comes to you and say, well, we're over budget ten or $15,000 and he explains to you why, and he's absolutely correct. So I think that that would be the biggest surprise for everyone um, starting out. I know for me it was. It's like, it's like we're always coming in over budget. And once you go into these houses and start ripping things apart, you're bound to find uh, problems that you didn't account for coming in. When you find those problems, what's the solution? Like, what, what do you do? What's your approach? I know we talked about in our on, on the first episode how you use the one third, one third, one third rule, where you want to buy something for, say, 100, put in 100, and then sell it for 300. Do you have anything to add from that standpoint? Well, when you find those surprises, I mean, it, it, the best thing, the best advice I can give, man, don't stress yourself out. You know, just just take care of it and, you know, just focus on the future, you know, because sometimes even though you're over budget, you get it back in price. So it still kind of weighs out correctly. And Doug Cochran? Um, I would say uh, uh, one of the surprising things is is to uh, uh, talk to your lender, uh, you know, uh, keep the lines of communication open. Uh, you know, uh, like Nasser was saying, you know, you, you uh, things will pop up. Uh, you have to expect the unexpected, and especially if you're doing rehab work. You know, you're dealing with a, a structure that's, uh, you know, older, particularly, um, and you know, there's going to be stuff behind the walls that you're not, you're not expecting. Those are the times that you you should, you know, keep an open mind and uh, open up to your lender, keep them up to date on the the status of the project, uh, any bumps in the road that you that may be occurring. You know, the, this way the lender can can step in and help you. You know, uh, with any any issues that that arise. You know, we're 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 people. <laughs> we're flexible. Uh, we you know we want you to succeed. So uh, you know we're willing to to work with our uh, borrowers uh, as long as they're upfront and they're keeping us up to date on things. You know, we we want to support 
the success of our borrowers. So, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, communication is is uh, is key. When you mention you know you'll work with the borrower, what what specifically does that mean? When there's an example that you know ten thousand dollars over budget, what what can be done there? Uh, you know, we can we can discuss uh, extending the term of the loan, uh, uh, possibly advancing uh, more funds. Things like that. I mean, again, the, you know, the more open you are and the more uh, uh, upfront you are with any of the issues that come up, we can work together to find a solution. Um, you know, no lender wants to foreclose or, or take back a property or anything like that. That's it's more work than it's uh, than than you want to do, and you you really want to you know believe and support uh, your borrowers. You know, you want to. It's about building relationships, so we're always open to to working with our borrowers. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners on how to fix these properties and some advanced strategies for, for doing so from, you know, Nostra talking about economies of scale where he and in his business model, he's got the two different types of properties uh, and finishes and then he buys in bulk and he, you know, he gets the uh, gets those price discounts from speaking of price when Justin mentioned using the price list. And using that from a market-by-market basis based on where you're netting out and then continually building on that list so that you're able to come in at educated price points and uh, make sure you're able to, you know, one of the things he loves is creating a system and a process so that you don't have to recreate the wheel on every single deal that you do. And you're talking about when, when Mike was discussing technology and simply using some technology that everybody has. I mean, everybody's got a camera and everybody has a phone. And it sounds so simple. And sure, there are apps, but from a, just a very simplistic standpoint, just have the continual you know, reporting from that. And as Mike was mentioning about my dilemma whenever I had that home three or four years ago, having somebody in market check on it locally that you trust. And ultimately, it's about having team members that you trust implicitly. But getting to that point, if you're starting out in a new market, can be very difficult. So it's important to have these different checks and balances in place. And then, obviously, whenever Doug was talking about the exit strategy, that's muy importante, regardless of what we're doing, if it's fixing and flipping or multifamily or storage, whatever the exit strategy needs to be discussed, needs to be outlined, needs to be thought through. There should be a contingency plan for what if the market changes and we're not able to sell at this rate, how will it look as a rental? And then taking a look at that and then also having that open line of communication throughout the entire process with the lender because as Nasser was saying, things come up. And while I haven't personally done a flip, I know things come up with other type of real estate transactions. So the most important thing is communication is the key uh, through all this, both in the relationship building with your lenders and as well as your team members throughout the process where you're fixing. So with that being said, we have a amazing episode coming at you next Sunday. And that's going to be all about actually flipping the darn thing. Because so far we've gotten the, the property, we found the property. We funded the property and we fixed it up. So it looks like really pretty now. 
and now we need to actually sell it and oh how about we make some money so the flipping aspect so we're going to talk about advanced strategies for how to flip the property there's so many f's how to flip the property so um if you haven't checked out the other episodes check them out march 8th march 15th march 22nd and then next sunday march 29th will be the conclusion of the best flipping series ever presented by patch of land so till then i will talk to you soon and i hope you have a wonderful week hey you best ever listener do you want more then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos templates and content to help you get deals done and remember to subscribe to the best ever show in itunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever